Hello, welcome to Landy's Taiwan Diaries. My name is Celia Landman, but most people just call me Landy. I know a few weeks ago we talked about the culture shock when some people come to Asia or an Asian country or a different culture, the things that are very different. And then in, in that episode, I shared with you some of the things that I found interesting when I came to Taiwan that were different from what I was used to when I was back in South Africa. Between that episode and today, I thought about it. Actually, there are actually a few specific things that are very different between Taiwanese people and South African people or Western people. We don't have to be so specific. Now, in this episode, I don't want to use stereotypes. I'm not saying these are not stereotypes, okay? These are more like generalizations, things that most people, of course, they are people who are outside what everybody think, right? Exceptions. But these are just like general observations that I have of differences between South African people or for South African people, you can also read Western people, okay? And then the Taiwan people. And the first thing is barbecuing. Now, if you remember back another episode when I talked about the national holidays, we talked about in the Moon Festival, people in Taiwan like to barbecue. And that's about the only time they will barbecue. It's difficult for them to understand why people, especially South Africans, why we barbecue, or as we say in South Africa, braai, why we braai so often. They think that this is very troublesome because it's, it can be very hot outside when you barbecue. It could be rainy. Just the other day, I remember my friend invited me for a, for a barbecue at his house. It was absolutely coming down in buckets. But a plan was made, a huge tarp was put up, and the barbecue will go ahead. We will not miss the chance. But the Taiwan people think, no, what is this, this all about? This is just too much trouble. Come on, let's stay inside where it's nice and cool and not so wet. So that's, that's something you, uh, you can notice immediately. It's difficult for the Taiwan people to, to understand why we love that so much. But that's just a difference between the different cultures. Of course, again, as I say, there are some Taiwan people who love to barbecue more often. But the, in general, they, once a year for them, is just fine. While we're talking about uh, eating and drinking, another thing that's interesting for the Taiwanese is when Westerners sit around, it can be at home or it can be in a pub, and they just have a drink. A drink and a chat. They are socializing, they're drinking and chatting away happily. The Taiwanese would think, hang on, where's the food? There must be food. We must eat if we socialize. And again, our listeners will remember long ago I talked about how important food is in Taiwan. It's, it's very important for the Taiwan people. It's part of their social fabric and their tradition. So it's interesting that uh, for them that we can just have a beer or a, some wine and, or something and not eat anything and just talk and have drinks. My Taiwan friends often say to me, but why are we not eating anything? Why are we just standing here drinking? Where's the food? So that's another difference between some Western people and the Taiwan people. And as we are talking about uh, standing around in the pub drinking, another thing that is very popular in Western countries is the pub quiz. Now, the pub quiz for most Westerners is extremely enjoyable and also for some Taiwanese. But most Taiwanese are not that competitive. So they don't really get the idea of a pub quiz. I remember for a while I belonged to a golf group in Taiwan and once a year we organize a pub quiz. I organized the pub quiz for them and I, I compiled the questions and all that. And the, the local members of this golf group, they were very reluctant 
they were not actually excited to come the, to this pub quiz. And then later on, I found out why. They, they just don't get the idea of a pub quiz and competing. They would rather sit around a nice table and chat with their friends and eat and drink. And then there are a few more notes. I made quite a few notes of, of these things I've been thinking about over the last few weeks. When I was back in South Africa, I believe it was around 1990, the karaoke bars just became popular in Western countries. Now, remember, karaoke, singing karaoke has been popular in Asia for, for decades. Karaoke is actually a Japanese word. And in Taiwan, they've taken it to another level where they don't only have karaoke bars, but they have what they call KTV. And a KTV is, is a building, just like I say, a six, seven floor building full of rooms of varying sizes where you can go with your friends and you have your own private private room and that's where you spend your night and you you just sing. You just sing and sing and sing for how many hours you like. Now, I remember in South Africa again, in the 19, uh, late 1980s, 1990s, this um, fad of karaoke, it uh, started and about a year later, it died. It was just like a, a short-term little fashion thing. But here in Asia and in Taiwan, it never stopped. It is going from strength to strength, a very, very popular pastime. Either sitting in your own room with your friends called KTV or going out to like a, a pub where there's a small stage where you can stand in front and sing. It just never gets old here. Something completely different, though, that is also very interesting for, for Westerners they come to Taiwan is the beach. First of all, Taiwan people, and again, when I say Taiwan people, I mean the majority. Of course, there are many exceptions, but they do not really like to be in the sun too long. They don't like a tan. They like to have a fair skin, not too dark. So the beach is not that popular a destination. That having been said, when it's in the summer and it's warm, many people go to the beach. And I remember when I went to the beach first, I was absolutely astounded because on the beach, there was into the sea, there was a kind of like a line that went in to the sea and then across and then back to the beach. And it made a big, huge square. And everybody had to stay within those lines, within those ropes. And the lifeguards were sitting there and watching this area. And nobody was allowed to go outside of that. And maybe the Taiwan people feel very safe and protected there. But we, of course, went outside of that rope as a bunch of uh, naughty foreigners. And we swam there on the far, as far away as we could from this little camp. It looked like cattle in a camp. But the Taiwanese were very happy to stand there, jump up and down. And even, uh, there were not really waves on that beach. And uh, that, was, that was really strange for us to, to see the, these people just standing in this little camp and uh, quite content. And I remember once we, we, we swam like 200 meters from there. We swam and we went deep into the sea. So this camp that they, they put down there, you can't really go much further than like 30 meters into the sea. But we went deep and then we swam towards this little camp. And the, the lifeguards were absolutely rattled. They got on their jet skis and they came steaming towards us, but didn't know really what to say to us because we were coming towards the camp. So they couldn't say, hey, you are not in the camp. And we say, well, we are swimming towards the camp. So they, they didn't really know what to do. They just sat on their jet skis and looked at us in a confused way because usually the Taiwan people will not behave like that. So that was interesting as well. Now, a thing that many people in Taiwan, of course, know, but maybe Westerners might not know, 
is that when you uh, write your name in Asian countries, in Japan, in, in Taiwan and China and so on, you put your family name first, which is exactly the opposite of Western countries. Like in, in a Western country, your name will be John Smith. But if you were in uh, an Asian country, you'll be Smith John. And that is just another difference between the cultures where the, the individual is not so important. The family is more important. So they always put their family name first. I remember when, whenever Taiwanese baseball players go over to play in America, the first one who really made it over there was a, a pitcher called uh, Wang Chenming. And over there they call him Chenming Wang. But back here, everybody referred to him as Wang Chenming because the family name was Wang and that has to be first. Now, another thing that I thought, well, for, for me, it wasn't so interesting, but for many people from Britain, it's quite interesting. And that is that the Taiwanese people always shower at night. Many Westerners like to shower in the morning before they go to work. But the Taiwan people, they like to, to shower before they go to bed. And I was thinking about what is the reason for this? And I think the reason is, is partly the weather. Because it is so hot for so many months in Taiwan that when people get home, they feel sweaty and they like to clean themselves up before they jump in bed. Whereas, in, for example, a country like England or Canada, it is cool for so many months of the year. So when people get home, they don't feel dirty. So they like to, to shower in the morning to wake up and wash their hair maybe before they go to work. And then another, of course, a very common, shall I say, a very common uh, habit that the Asian people have. And it's not only, I believe it's also in some European countries, and that is that people leave their shoes at the door when they enter a house. Now, this might sometimes change. Sometimes when somebody has a party, they will say, that's okay, it's okay, leave your shoes on, just come in. But usually people take their shoes off before they enter a room or a house. Maybe just, it's just easier to keep clean. I know in, in, in some countries like Norway, it's also the case. You have your, your outside shoes and your inside shoes. Uh, but some people find it kind of uh, surprising when they come here and they have to take off their shoes. But I, I think that's, that's a, a pretty good tradition, actually, because then it's easier to keep your house clean. All right. One last thing I want to tell you about is that um, if you look at America, where people or or in many Western countries, when people are in a meeting, they will often interrupt each other. A person will talk and another person will interrupt and they will voice. They will not be scared to voice their opinions. In Taiwan, in a meeting in Taiwan, you will not often find people being too aggressive at work, be it in a meeting or just in the office. And most of the time, they, uh, many meetings, my students tell me, they have uh, like a weekly meeting or even a daily meeting. All that happens at the meeting is that the manager talks. The manager talks and the salespeople listen. And that's a very normal setup for a meeting in Taiwan because the Taiwanese are just not that aggressive. They won't interrupt their manager and say, but no, I don't quite agree with that. Whereas in Western countries, that can happen. So the, the Taiwanese people are a little bit more subdued. And that is, again, just part of their upbringing to, to have respect for people in charge. I'm not saying that when people in Western countries interrupt each other at a meeting, they don't have respect for each other. But in Taiwan, they just won't do that. So those are a few interesting observations that I was thinking about for the last few weeks. And uh, I hope it will also make you think a little bit about the different cultures. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It will make you think a little bit, as I said. And until next week, all the best. Goodbye.